Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 27, verses 11 and following. This is Jesus' interaction with Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. Verse 11. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. So this is interesting. The Jewish leaders primarily want Jesus dead because he claims to be God. He committed blasphemy. Well, Pilate's not concerned with blasphemy. That's some religious thing. So when they delivered Jesus to Pilate, the Roman governor, they have to make an accusation against Jesus that will get his attention. And the claim that Jesus is the king of the Jews would get his attention because that is an affront to Caesar, who is the king of the Jews, the Roman king who is over the Jewish people. These Jewish leaders are shrewd. They're smart. They know what they got to do to push the right buttons to get the result that they want. And so, of course, Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus uses that same response that we've heard him say before. He doesn't answer the question directly. He just says, you have said so. Verse 12, but when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. We saw some of that yesterday. Then Pilate said to him, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. So Pilate hasn't seen anything like this before. A guy who is being charged with egregious crimes that his accusers think warrant the death penalty. And what Pilate has seen in this similar situation is the defendant speaking speaking up to defend himself because he doesn't want to lose his life. Jesus remains silent, just as it said in Isaiah that he would. We talked about that yesterday as well. And one of the reasons that he remains silent, in addition to fulfilling prophecy, is that Jesus knows this has to happen. Going back to the Garden of Gethsemane, this is the cup that he needs to drink. In order for God's redemptive plan to be fulfilled, he needs to go to the cross and die. And based on how effective he has been at speaking and making points and teaching lessons throughout his ministry, I think Jesus knows that if he speaks up even one word to defend himself, Pilate might capitulate and decide not to kill him. This is amazing. The restraint it must have taken the Son of God, a member of the Trinity who has come to live on earth in the flesh, to keep his mouth shut when all this garbage that's totally invalid is leveled against him, and to do it for the sake of saving sinners like us. That's incredible. Verse 15. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. So it's the Passover. Pilate's trying to get along with the Jewish people, build some rapport, and so he may have set up an annual tradition that he'll release a prisoner according to their wishes to gain some favor with them. Verse 16. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? I think here you got Pilate trying to figure out a way to release Jesus. He doesn't see Jesus as a big threat. He doesn't see this as worthy of crucifixion. But he has to save face. He can't just shut down their request and get sideways with the Jewish leaders. So he says, let's take it to the crowd. You want me to release this really bad criminal who's notorious or Jesus who really hasn't done anything wrong and I'm not sure why you brought him to me? How do we know that Pilate is doubting the seriousness of the alleged crimes that Jesus has committed? Look at verse 18 and 19. For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. In other words, he knew that the Jewish leaders were envious of Jesus and there was some little inter-religious debate, power struggle going on that Pilate thought wasn't a big deal. So he's trying to handle this delicately, get it off his plate, and move on to the next 
next thing. Verse 19, besides, when he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, saying, have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much of him today in a dream. So Pilate's wife has a dream about Jesus, probably a message from God as a sign of Jesus' innocence. And so that's another reason Pilate's just trying to push this thing along, which leads him to offer to release Jesus, who he thinks the crowd will obviously pick. But that's not the plan God had, and that's not the way the crowd's going to go. Verse 20, now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, which of these two do you want me to release to you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, let him be crucified. And he said to them, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, let him be crucified. It's interesting. I listened to a message by Pastor John MacArthur, one of my favorite preachers, about this text. And he pointed out that the Jewish leaders think they're calling the shots. And they hand him over to Pontius Pilate, who's the Roman governor for the area. He thinks he's in charge and he's calling the shots. But at the end of the day, Jesus Christ, the one who keeps his mouth shut the whole time, is the one who's calling the shots. The reason he's going to be convicted and hung on a cross is because he allows himself to be hung on the cross. And even more foundationally than that, the reason it even got to this point is because when he was with God creating the world, knowing how things would play out, he created the world so that this would be the scenario that played out. It's just mind-boggling. Another point that MacArthur made, which is very powerful, is the question that Pilate asks in verse 22. Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? MacArthur points out that this is a question that every human must ask and answer. Pilate seems to answer the question, even though he's not aware that he has been asked the question by how he responds to the crowd's request. Pilate rejects the notion that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the King of the Jews, and he gives in to the Jewish leader's wishes. The crowd, which has been ginned up by the Jewish leaders, answers this question in a similar way, rejecting Jesus. And today, 2,000 years later, you and I and every person who's alive and has been alive has to answer this question. Then what shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? And our response to that question is the single most important thing we will do in this life. This life is short. It's going to be over very quickly. We're going to face the righteous judge before we know it. And the only way we pass that judgment is if we are clothed with the righteousness and perfection that Christ lived that we can't. The only way we pass that judgment is if the penalty we owe God for sin is paid by someone who can actually pay it, Jesus Christ. Whether we pass that judgment or not depends on what we do with Jesus Christ. Do you have faith in him today? Or are you counting on some other way, which is ultimately insufficient, to pass that judgment? This is a poignant scene, and Pilate's question is an important question for you, for me, for our loved ones, the people that we have influence with. And may the Lord help us recommit to helping people answer that question in a way that suits their best interests for as many days as he gives us on this earth. Amen? Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which is aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives. 
the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they're bringing all three together to honor God and bless our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. That's thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.